left field. This is the left field on ABC Grandstand Digital. Hello and welcome to The Left Field on ABC Grandstand Digital. This is the show that pokes fun at sport from the sidelines. My name is Simon Morgan and joining me once again in the studio is this nation's leading lady in sport, Mika Bucken. Woo! And the man who knows the code, keeps his ear to the ground and gets the dirt from the locker room, none other than the Black Swan. Oh yeah, a little woo from me too. <laughs> Today on the show we wrap up the Sochi Winter Olympic Games in football, the big comeback and coaches losing the plot. We look at the worst in sporting losing streaks. Those stories and more when you stay tuned to the left field this is the left field the left field when we last spoke we were getting ready for the sochi winter olympics and now with it all behind us the left field looks back in the last few weeks yes uh the winter olympics i have to say that you know every four years it's, it's almost like i haven't seen the winter olympics before it's uh <laughs> it's been so long it is it's been so long but it's also a bit of a shock to the system because what i realize is that when i'm channel surfing watching foxtel and just flicking into random sports they're a collection of sports that get put together and they're called the Winter Olympics. <laughs> if they had some bu- some darts in there and some blindfolded billions, it would be perfect. It would. It would be an international <laughs> random sport competition. <laughs> so the Winter Olympics is a, bit, is a bit of an it's a bit of an odd experience for me. And watching most of the events, I would, I would have to say that except for the skiing, that the, you know, the mm. Blue Ribbon events, most of the other events seem, seem to be small crowds consisting mainly of family and friends of the participants. <laughs> you really? Mm. Th- there weren't many people out there waving flags and blowing horns? Well, it's that... too cold. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> no one could get rugged up enough. Um, so what, you, you were not impressed by the small crowds? Is that what well, it was? They were, yeah, it seemed quite small. Curling, I think that I saw six people in the crowd. And but they, they loved it, though. They loved it. Two of them looked like cleaners. They loved it sick. They loved it and they enjoyed the experience. <laughs> they did love it. They loved it a lot. They did, what they else did. did you observe? I was, well, Australia did come 23rd, which I say is highly impressive. For a country where there's not much snow in, I yeah. have to say that's a damn good job that is, from us. That, not, is, that is impressive. We're not exactly snowshoeing to school, are we, oh, no. in the winter times? And, and, and the big thing is we beat Iceland. Whoa. And that is a country by name designed for all things wintering and sporty. They, they lose in their backyard, <laughs> yeah. don't they? They have they, to. They toboggan to the corner store. Well, remember, eighty percent of our country is desert. Come on, let's let's give yeah. let's give our athletes yeah. a pat on the back. Yeah, Big yeah, pat. we killed it. We did well. And, and going back to Iceland for a second. I mean, I don't really know much about Iceland, but when I think of Iceland, all I think of is a, a picture of a world where little baby spy, Superman came from or something. And there's nothing, <laughs> not Spider Man. There is no, no Spider Man. <laughs> nothing but ice and snow. Yeah. and we beat them. So yeah. we, we, I think yeah, that's very good. We did very well. So heads up. Um, can I can I give you guys some of my sort of maybe forgotten highlights? Yes. Um, it's got a bit of Canadian flavour. Mm-hmm. What's not to love about Canada? They are the world's biggest exporters of maple syrup and nice after all. Mm. And I'm actually half Canadian. Have, did you guys know that? My you dad's did Canadian. Not, uh, did not know that's that. All, that's that's the nice half of me. It's <laughs> mm, making sense now. <laughs> um, okay, I can't believe I'm about to talk about Justin Bieber on a sports show, so you have to forgive me. One of my um, favourite moments actually did not happen at the Sochi Olympics, but it was about the Sochi Olympics. Mm. Um, some clever businessman in Chicago put a billboard up just before Canada and the US were about to meet in the semifinals of the ice hockey, mm. which is a long rivalry. There's a lot of pride on the line. Grudge. Chucked up a billboard with a photo of Justin Bieber looking over his shoulder like a pouty Prada model. <laughs> um, and and the, the slogan read, um, loser keeps Bieber. 
Whoa. <laughs> so, so that's a big one because, of course, there's been some discussion in the States about, you know, he keeps getting in trouble with the, the law and he's just being an all-round annoying brat and they're like, can we just export him back to Canada where he came from? And what do the Canadians think about that? They're probably not. They're, keep him. Keep him. <laughs> yeah. well, well, as it turned out, America actually lost that game. Whoa. And that billboard was updated as of today. And, and the new billboard reads, worst bet ever. Because <laughs> the Americans <laughs> had to keep him. Oh, dear. Anyway, so Cheeky Monkey's got in trouble there. But my other, my other favourite um, Winter Olympics game moment was also had some Canadian flavour because mm-hmm. their women actually made the final, also against America. And as it turned out, they went into overtime and eight minutes into overtime, one of their young ladies scored. And this is what the Canadian broadcasters did in their reaction. They gave it their all. <laughs> Wait for it. Knock, knock, who's there? Gold medal in the face. That's right, USA. Yeah, baby. That's who's at the door. (laughs) Those Canadians know how to celebrate. So they were my favourite moments. Very, very nice. Very (laughs) nice. uh, Doing it in style. Black Swan, you you also wanted to uh, honourable mention for some of the uh, lesser teams. Yes, it was a big, big, big uh, Winter Olympics for the tiny Pacific nation of Tonga. Not much much snow in Tonga. Do you say it Tonga or Tonga? Tonga. 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 Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, back to you and your your Tongans. (laughs) Come on, potato, potato. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a story about a, uh, well, he's a loser. uh, His name is Bruno Banani. And it's the funny thing. It's a good name. Yes. And this is an odd story, right? There's a a German underwear manufacturer called Bruno Amani, but Banani. And there's also a loser from Tonga with the same name. And apparently this is not a coincidence. Uh, Approaching... He was approached by a guerrilla marketing firm back in 2008, and this Tongan student, his name is uh, Fuahi Semi, he was uh, 20 years, 21 years of age at the time, and he agreed to move to Germany, change his name, and match that of the underwear giants, and learn to luge. Right. Was he even remotely interested in luging before this happened? Apparently he was. This, I mean, it is a marketing ploy, and Semi, uh, he, he agreed to pretend his father was a coconut farmer, just to add to this story. But essentially, he but his was... name's Banana. Banani, yes. <laughs> so changing your name to an underwear label. He did. He cha- and this is a huge, apparently a huge underwear manufacturer in Germany, Bruno Banani. Mm. And he, uh, he's made three world championships. But at this Winter Olympics, he successfully qualified. And he was the first Olympian from Tonga to make the Winter Olympics. Wow. So that just was all a big marketing ploy. It's like in Back to the Future when... Um when Michael J. Fox's character gets found and he ends up in his undies in his mm. like mum's house when she's a little girl and he's got the Calvin Klein undies on, That's so they right. think his oh, name's yes. Calvin. I was just thinking uh, about that, yes. Mika. I was just thinking if we adopted someone, they'd have to be called Chesty Bonds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he could do every sport, Chesty Bonds. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good sporty name. It is actually. It is good. Chesty. Chesty Bonds. I'm sure there's someone out there who's got the nickname Chesty. There's yeah. got to be some big tank of a refrigerator of a forward. Yeah. Weightlifter next Summer Olympics, maybe. Mm. <laughs> now, Winter Olympics for me, well, the thing that stood out was a, a subject that was a bit sort of, you know, before the Winter Olympics started was the, the nature of curling. Now, yes. we, we even talked a, bit, a little bit about curling. It came in a question about how exciting a sport it was. 
particularly with the uh, the uh, Norwegian pants in question. But <laughs> is it a skill? Is it required? We often pose the question here on the show, is it a sport? But if anything Sochi has taught us is that curling is very sexy. And now the competitors have proved it. Now, actually, I've noticed that a lot of Australian media, Business mm. Insider, have posted a whole lot of photos up there. I didn't see all the curlers. Oh, all the curlers. Oh, yes, that's Sh- right. And I've got, got to see. Look, have you seen these, these guys? Right, Check them out. Give us the photos. This is a right. Canadian guy. Look at him. Look at him. He's got a shaved head, stubble, and tats. He looks like a rock star. Seriously, he mm. does. I mean, this guy's a curler. He certainly does. He looks like he should have a guitar and some, like, I don't know, motorcycle boots on and maybe some chaps. What about Ekaterina Galkinka? I mean, look at those eyes. Those mm. eyes could melt slopes on Sochi, I'm telling I you. I feel like she's going to bore through me with those those eyes. They're, they're very intense. Piercing. And nope. you've, you've just handed me a photo of, of one of the Norwegians. Mm. I thought you'd like this one. That's yeah, one I do that, like this one a lot. He's pretty hot. I do like that because, of course, we, we noticed the Norwegian curlers at the opening ceremony. And, you know, they were kind of wearing, you mentioned their pants outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm. They kind of looked like Candyland barbershop outfits, you know. Mm. So I was like, well, that, they're not going to be any good, you know, because they're obviously taking the piss out of themselves. Yes. But I'm having a look at the photo of this guy now. He's the Captain Thomas Ulsrad. Yeah, he's hot. I, I, seriously, I'm, I'm, I really am melting looking at him. I reckon, like, if a guest model and a lumberjack Ken doll had a love child, it would be this guy. Mm-hmm. He's hot. So cur- glamour. Curling mm. as glamour. Who knew? Sexy. Curling is sexy. Who would have thought? It wasn't just our media that picked up on it. Over <laughs> in the UK, BBC One Radio thought yeah. the same thing. They actually decided a man who knows about the facts of nature and they decided to get him in, observe and commentate on the event. Here we have a pack of sliding curlers. Watch as the alpha female displays her dominance over the herd by tapping the end of the frisking broom to check for rogue insects. This is a precise exercise. And off she goes, gently but flamboyantly launching the oversized walnut down the frozen river. The alpha female's job is now complete. It's down to the herd to frantically follow the walnut down the river, gently frisking the foreground. Oh, I love the music. Past the red line, the walnut goes. This is nature at its most vulnerable. Gently frisking. <laughs> frisking the walnuts. Gently frisking. This nature at its most vulnerable. Yes, so David Attenborough <laughs> there giving his observation of the nature habits for curling at Sochi. Sex is just running through these Winter Olympics yeah, because... Uh, as is alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the left field. The left field on ABC Grandstand Digital. Welcome back to the show that pokes fun at sport from the sidelines on ABC Grandstand Digital. We've just been talking about Sochi Winter Olympics here on the left field. And now we move on to the other world game, football. All right. So Manchester United fans everywhere know things that have sucked pretty severely for them this year. Um, You know, at home, they might not even make the top four. Um, Champions League. Results not very good at all. Mm. One fan um, is really, really upset. And they've been, you know, here we've been hearing about Frank Farina. You know, the Sky Blues fans have not, they've not been particularly supportive of him. They even put up the banner um, at the games about sacking Frank Farina. Well, yes, yes, the Manchester United fans are going one step further. They really are. So um, obviously, we all know that they've got uh, a very famous coach in uh, David Moyes. Uh, yeah, he's had some success at some other clubs, but not so much at Manchester United. One fan has decided he wants to get rid of Moyes so much that he has tattooed Moyes out on his muffin top. You know what the muffin top is, right? Oh, That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if a girl wears hips of jeans and there's like a little bit too much on top and it kind of spills over. Well, this guy has decided to tattoo his thing like that. Mm. 
So what, what, he's getting a tattoo of the man he doesn't like. Yeah. So basically, so I mean, this is this make sense? This is this is fans going too far in the dumbest way I can possibly think of because he wants to get Moyes out of his life and out of his team's life, but now he's going to be stuck with him on his muffin top for eternity. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sometimes fans go way too far. I agree. I, I'm a bit confused, really. If you're angry with someone, you yeah. permanently fix them to your body. I know. Like I, I'm trying to think of what else he's going to do with it. Like so, basically, Moyes out. Is he going to then? tattoo later when Moyes is out, I got Moyes out, or I kicked Moyes out. Like, what are you going to do with that tattoo later? You're stuck with it. Uh, I think you can only add to it. You can only say I was the first guy to get a tattoo that says Moyes out. Moyes out. Or is it like Ryan Seacrest? If you watch, um, you know, any of his sort of American Idol shows, um, which I know is not on this network, but he says Seacrest out, uh-huh. which is, you know, ah, yeah. oh, okay. I don't think is particularly cool, but maybe this guy is kind of doing Moyes out, like peace out. Well, yes. Moise is out, but uh, other prominent figures are back in Black Swan. You found something very yes. interesting this week. Yeah, so everyone's, everyone's favourite chubby soccer god, Diego Maradona, <laughs> is, is uh, making a sensational return to football. Like, I can't believe this. I love this story. <laughs> so good. Just a recap. We know Diego's 53, right? 53 years old. So it's interesting in a World Cup year that he might want to uh, make a comeback. But, He's a uh, grandfather too, isn't he? Oh, yes, the grandfather. He's got a thousand kids. They're all, <laughs> half of them are named Diego. Uh, or Diego. He's got like a 22-year-old new fiancé and he's got yeah. an eight-month-old baby with the ex-wife before her. And I mean, the man's got games. He's a busy, he's a busy boy. But what, what division is he going to play in? <laughs> Fifth division. This is fifth, fifth tier. So of... slightly different to uh, playing for Argentina. Yes, yes. It's Argentinian <laughs> football, but it is, the fifth, it is the fifth tier, and the team is Dorpitivo Riestra. And it's, They're uh, going to get more people at their games than they've ever had before. That's right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the, um, we look, it's, it's late March. He'll be, uh, well, that's the start, the start match for him, apparently. So it's a deal to the end of the season. Yeah, but he last uh, he last retired in 1998, and he played for Boca Juniors for three years. Yeah, and he he had 30 games in three years. Yeah, right. So, that's, that's, so he wasn't playing a he's lot. He's not doing too much. So he might be going on there for yeah. five minutes coming out. I mean, he can't run. He's still he, he's the man. Let's 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 um let's look at the the recent history of Diego since he retired. Mm. His weight does fluctuate a fair bit. Yeah, no, he's definitely at the puffier end of his weight scale at the moment, isn't he? That's right. He's yeah. he's puffed back out to beach ball status, yeah. and he not um, quite stay puffed, puff, but right up there. Yes. Yeah. He's fifty three. I know, but <laughs> I mean, I guess though for his quality of play. At, at 53, like, fifth division is probably going to be about his standard. Maybe mm. he's going to be all right. He can run around with all those all little 20-year-olds. Right. They can bolt down the sideline and he can just stay up there and just exactly. put them in with true. his head. He, he yeah. can stand still. He, he definitely <laughs> won't be running. He will be waddling and um, we'll get a lot of fast midfielders around him doing all the actions. So, yeah, he will be... Um... <laughs> we should get some footage of that. Oh, we have to, watch to check that out. Have to check that out. Yeah, with Simon Mika and the Black Swan on the left field, and in the competitive world of sports, sometimes the pressure to manage the team can get to a coach. It certainly can, and uh, you know we've got World Cup soccer coming up, and I know Black Swan, you are particularly excited about that. Always. Now, Russia at this point in time, uh, they're, they're ranked about a sixty-six to one chance. Uh, of winning the whole thing. Um, They're going to kick off their World Cup campaign against South Korea on um, June 17th, or one of the Koreas. Could be South, could be North. I just wrote Korea down. I realise that they're not the same. Okay, so anyway, don't don't mark me badly on that one. But anyway, so Fabio Capella, um, he used to actually be the coach of England, is now the coach of Russia. And uh, pressure's obviously really getting to him because he's had to name a squad. Uh, They're they're off to play a friendly. And uh, he's he's announced the, the name of a guy, uh, Andre Semenov, 
And uh, but he's he's mentioned the the wrong Andre Semenov. So basically, in Russia, apparently, this is quite a common name. All of a sudden, a guy who was in the reserve grade for a team called um, Terek Grozny. So basically, he's he play he doesn't even play first grade. He's in the reserves. No, that's a quick upgrade. Yeah. So all of a sudden, he's in the national squads. <laughs> so the, so the poor coach has had to do a little turnaround. You're a bit worried about how well he knows all the players in his team if he's yes, actually named yeah. the wrong guy. Yeah. But how excited would you be though? Yeah, you're playing yeah. reserve grade, and you're like. The, the best coach in the whole country, notice me. Notice like my this, potential. This 21-year-old kid through. who's not even come off the bench <laughs> once all season, all of a sudden is in the national squad. Apparently, the, And the club's just gone, oh, we'll take that. Yeah. They've, they've gone to social. They've put it all over their, you know, whatever the Russian version of Facebook is. Yeah. I don't know if they're even allowed to have Facebook over there, are they? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Can't answer that. I don't, I I don't know either. We're going to find out next show. <laughs> Oh, I would, if I was him, I would master right into the manager's office and ask for a pay, pay rise right oh, away. You'd, be, you'd you know. be asking for a starting spot on this team, wouldn't you? So anyway, so obviously the pressure got to Fabio Capello. Mm. I like, you know what I like about this story is I think that Ange, from, you know, our coach for the Socceroos, yeah. could do a similar thing. He could accidentally call up a wrong player. Mm-hmm. But I would, but call, would, I, call? I would call Ronaldo in. Yeah. <laughs> there's, enough of, there's enough of Ronaldo to go around. You just pop him on the team sheet. See, if, any, see yeah. if anyone notices. He scores 10 times more than anyone else anyway. Yeah. We'll take half of his goals. Hey, he no. can play for us just to warm up in between his other games. Nobody will notice. Mm. No, no, because he's, he's just easy to miss out there. There's what? nothing stunning about him. He's got like cheekbones <laughs> that would cut glass. Of course we're going to notice him out he's there. He's got extra abs as well. But oh. We can keep it quiet. We'll just have to... This, o- is, this is what we need to do. We're just... not objectifying men in this show, are we? we just I'm going to get in trouble. Aussie up his name a little bit. You know, yeah. Just call him Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie or something, you know. Yeah. But the pressure does get to coaches, uh, and uh, England are feeling the pressure. Black Swan, aren't they? Yes. Well, there's a bit of a story. The story that's come out that the England coach Hodgson, he's come up with. Uh, well, he's, he's he's suggesting that they should get a psychologist mm. for his players to help out because England are famous for getting eliminated eliminated through penalty shootouts. Yes. So they want to gain a mental edge here. There's basically a nine in ten chance that they will lose a penalty shootout, isn't it? Well, he's saying that he's he's saying he wants to assist his players in coping with the potential of a penalty shootout. But like you said, it is not. There's no potential. It is going to happen. It's going to happen. It is going to happen, and for sure. But I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea because this is the thing I can depend on in a World Cup. You're this right. Is, so you're... This, is, this is the drama I there wait for. There are some for. things you don't want to be surprised about. You want to see them sweating bullets in their penalty shootout. And I've got so many friends who are English, so I just love to see them when they turn around to me. No, not again. I'm like, well, what do you expect? You have just to, you have to say, Black Swan. You have called it the last four World Cups. Yeah. <laughs> you relish their pain. I got to like So they're it. bringing in a psychiatrist. They are, they are, but a psychologist, yeah. yeah. And my thing is, okay, they bring a psychologist and they improve their mental, mental game, which is an important aspect of sport, let's mm. face it. But then if the other teams know they're doing that, then they'll just do the same mm. thing and it just kind of neutralises the whole sort of but exercise. Don't, but don't all teams have some kind of psychiatrist or psychologist or sort of mental trainer? Isn't that, is it normal now? Mm. Sorry, I know I'm, I'm taking a bit of the puff out of your story no, no, by going, no. is, this, is, is it so surprising? Well, I think it's a good idea. I think they should yeah. get in there. Uh, Do some visualising. Uh, Glenn Hoddle supports it as well. He's, he yeah. thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. Anyway. Well, they need something. But they hey, need they, something. They do need something. But you something. just, you're dying to see it. You want to get over to Brazil and you want to see them in pain. <laughs> yeah, it's just... They, they lose before they even kick a first ball and a penalty <laughs> shit up. And if they come up against Germany, let's face it. It's going to happen. They'll be crying. The psychologist will be crying oh. on the sideline. He'll be sitting there crying and go, hey, we, didn't, we couldn't work that one out. We don't want you to cry here on the left field. Don't go away. We'll be back with more just after this. <laughs> this is the left field. The left field. 
Here on the left field, we like to explore the psychology of sport, and our next topic is one no athlete or team could ever wish for, the losing streak. All right, well, earlier in the show, we mentioned the uh, Sydney FC, the Sky Blues, and they haven't really been doing that well. They haven't got that many wins on the board this season. Well, spare a thought for these fans. Now, you think that you're in pain at the Sky Blues. Imagine being the fans of a team called Tunstall Town FC in the UK. They have a 171-game losing streak. So out of those 171 games, they, they lost 169 of them, drew two more. Can you imagine the pain of drawing going, please, Lord, just let me have one. Please, soccer gods. That's harsh. Those are harsh stats. That is a harsh, harsh stat. <laughs> the last time they, they won a game was September 2007. So can you imagine being like the, the wives and, and kids of those people out there playing? They'd, Every Sunday yeah, morning out there watching. cold them. English Sunday mornings. Angry. Just, just angry. Yuck. Anyway, so they've broken mm. their losing streak. Oh, it's a good story. So it's actually a happy story good. while I'm having a quick whinge. So they, um, they finally um, were able to get a whole team together because the problem is also when the weather is that crappy in England on a Sunday morning, yeah. not, sometimes people are like, oh, I'm feeling a bit sick today. <laughs> Maybe so, had a few pints the night before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So basically they, they've beaten, uh, it was a 2-1 triumph over the Staffordshire rivals, the Betley Reserves, mm. which doesn't make them sound like they're a particularly good team. <laughs> a bunch of also friends. Um, but but they, did, they almost didn't have a, a full team. So basically, half an hour before the game, it was rain, it was almost rained out. They had half an hour, and there were four players down. Mm. And then, because the game was pa- postponed by another half hour, they got on the phone, found four more players. Bring All of a sudden, uh... they've got a full team. Get the win! Four new Losing players. Losing streak broken. Destiny. Mm. Oh, which, Destiny. Ma- which made me think about great losing streaks in history. Because I can't think of like I did some research. I couldn't really find many people that could rival 171 mm. losses in a row. Black Swan, what did oh, you find? Well, I found a guy in NASCAR racing. His name's J.D. McDuffie. Yeah. He was a bit of a fan favourite. <laughs> he was a driver owner for much of his career. And, um, well, he didn't have much success. He never won a race right. from 1963 to 1991. Was he just wow. one of those rich guys that just wanted to do it as a hobby? Well, he could be. He did, he did have a lot of top 10 finishes. He had 106 top 10 finishes. Right, so he didn't totally so, suck. No, he didn't suck, but he never won anything. So, um, Which I would suck. <laughs> they would suck. And unfortunately, he, uh, he, you know, he failed to win a single race, but he was actually killed in a NASCAR race at the age oh, of 52 ooh. in 1991. So that's not really a happy story either, that is, is it? Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I brought the tone <laughs> right a, down. That's a, a, lo- a lose-losing streak. That's, a, that's not good He really did lose. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a history of losing streaks. Look, yeah. I, I found one which uh, intrigued me, uh, and this goes. This is in the US, and it goes back to the uh, the World Series. Mm. Uh, there is a, a team called the Cubs. Now they they, they won a few series uh, titles back in 1907 and nineteen oh eight, mm. uh, and then um, uh, in nineteen forty five they hit a bad spot, and it's been a century of, of uh, misery since then. But the, what it's what happened, guys, is what intrigued me. Right, is it? It was come from a curse. The yes. curse of the billy goat now holy tooly yeah now apparently there was a game and a gentleman by the name of billy cyanus brought a, a goat to the game as you do and he was asked to leave he was yeah. ejected from the game well, for... you can't bring a goat to a game come on why not well you can bring a dog the, guys, the stupid guys that brought the pig to the cricket here in australia and the poor thing ended up just it was traumatized for weeks no goats good so, they do it in south america soccer matches all the time they bring goats what you just bring your pet goat oh, yeah, to the game they bring goats it's fine. Why do they like, like, a, like eat a, everybody's like animals. fan scarves and stuff? Why should animals be taken away from sport? They love <laughs> sport. The, We're going in a whole different direction now. Let's talk about, about fan participation of the, the farmyard animal variety. What about the pig that used to enjoy soccer? 
Come on. You remember that one? I missed made, that pig. Tell me about that pig. Oh. He used to grunt when his favourite team scored. They used to give him <laughs> chips and beer. He was oh, a psych- was psychology pig. So, so he was a, a drunk psych- pig that was addicted to and junk psychic. food. And psychic as well. Psychic. He, he was psychic. He, he had was a great was, German name Gunter? that we, I can't Gunter. think of. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, sorry, uh, getting back to the story. So, <laughs> Billy Cyanus in 1945 brought the goat into the game, game four of the 45, yeah. 1945 series. He was asked to leave, and as he left, he said, the Cubs, they ain't going to win no more. And the Cubs have never, to this day, won another World Series. And now the Cubs drought is the longest in the four major, four major professional American sports. It beats... The uh, World Series, um, so it beats the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL. Now, this, right. this is a history of losing streaks. Mm. So it would, it would be no good if you were a Cubs fan. The Left Field on ABC Grandstand Digital. You're on the left field. I remember his name. It's Funtick the Fun Beast. Tick. The beast oh, pig. That's a good Fun, name. Fun, Fun, is it like Funtig or Funtig? Funtig, the beer swiggling psychic pig. <laughs> and what a piggly a, wiggly swiggly pig. And on a high note to go out with too, you've been listening to The Left Field on ABC Grandstand Digital with Mika, the Black Swan, and myself, Simon Morgan. You can download the podcast at abcnet.au forward slash grandstand. And you can also find us on iTunes. We'll be back next month. Have a great time.